We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We had another really fun weekend of baseball. A lot of free agent bidding to talk about. We're going to be doing that all next on the Roadwire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Join us up, up next. Happy Sunday evening, everybody. Welcome to the Roadwire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I'm Scott, Scott I can't even say my own name, Scott Jazz. Joined as always by Jeff Erickson. Uh, if you could please rate and review the podcast, that'd be really fantastic too. Helps people find us, all that good stuff. Uh, Jeff, another week of baseball. We got a lot of stuff going on. How is everything in your world? Uh, it's great. It's great. Got a big soccer tournament coming up this week. Had a lot of fun. Uh, went to a ga- uh, Galaxy versus Wrexham game. Uh, oh, was Saturday Ryan Reynolds night. in the house? Uh, probably I didn't see him, but that's okay. Um, and it was galaxy two. So it was not exactly high quality soccer, but it's okay. It was fun. It's like that. What is is galaxy two? Uh, that's their like second. It's like the second tier team. I know how big the premier league is in Britain. And then there's a second league, which is second level, which is the championship. Then league one and then league two, which Wrexham just got moved up into league two. I did know that. I know that saw that from the, the, the show and the internet and all that. But uh, I did not know there was a Galaxy 2, and that's a really unoriginal name. They should come up with something better than that. Yeah, well, it just shows the affiliation, man. They fly the colors. Part of their developmental academy system that the they have, and it's actually produced a lot of good players over the years. So it's cool, but it's also, the, it's like, it's literally men against boys. That's what gotcha. it was last night. Makes sense. So, well, that's uh, probably enough soccer. We'll jump, <laughs> jump into baseball here. Um Jeff, I want to talk real quick about uh, Ronald Cunha. Like, it's kind of obvious. Like, there's not much to say here. This dude is unbelievable. I think it might be underplayed how good this season is. He's on pace right now for 330, 39 home runs, and 75 stolen bases. That is an utterly absurd. I remember a few years ago, there was the Carlos Gomez season that was like 2440, and we were going, everybody's going nuts. And he's the first round pick next year, all that kind of stuff. He's, he's on pace for 3975 right now. This is an insane season. It is. It, it really is. And, Bless his heart for doing against the Brewers today. Um, oh, I, nice. I, I, for our Reds, that's important, uh, obviously. Uh, but uh, just general, too. It's just ridiculous what he's doing this year. And, you know, it kind of he kind of morphed into the consensus number one. I wouldn't say con- not consensus, but the predominant number one pick. But it took a while to get there. Yep. I, uh, I said I probably would have gone Julio, and I'm glad I didn't have the number one pick because I don't think I could – I only get sleep at night knowing that I passed up Acuna because this isn't – I mean, it, the stolen bases are insane, but the 330, like, you just put that on top of it. It's just his hard hit rate's 56.5%. His barrel rate's 15%, so it's all supported. But the wild thing, I don't know if you looked at him because there's no reason to really look at him that closely. Mm-hmm. His K rate right now is 12%. Yeah. It's, 
It's it was twenty three and a half percent last year, like a number you can deal with. He's twelve percent right now. It's this is like he's just becoming more of a monster. He was already a monster. Now this is just this is an unbelievable step up season, and just he he's unbelievable. And, and the thing is, because he steals so much too. Yeah. I mean, it it, it kind of dissuades that, you know from pitching around him, especially when you've got just a monster lineup behind him too. Cause not only is he going to steal, but then you've got guys that are very capable of knocking him in too. And you know, off you go. And the Braves first innings are a thing to behold. Uh, yeah, they are. That's uh, it's insane. I mean, you go, you go and Riley had what a home run every day this week until today. Olsen is second to Otani in home runs. Uh, our friend Paul Spore mentioned he would have taken Otani number one. That would have worked out pretty well too, but man, Acuna, Acuna is just insane. It's just, I, I just couldn't believe the strikeout. When I looked at it, I was like, I wonder what he's doing. That's a little bit different. Striker at twelve percent. He's almost he's almost a dead even strikeout to walk ratio right now. It's just uh, it is an utterly special season. He's dropped his swing strike rate three percent. Um, I don't think we're going to have much controversy over who's number one pick next year. No, um, yeah, I, 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 I don't think I think there'll be someone will be out there. It'll be different. Maybe they'll take Otani for instance. Yeah. That'd be uh, the only the only other guy in that discussion probably. Just the but the stolen bases on Acuna. I mean, if he steals seventy bags, like how do you even compete with that? Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, and so the question is, I mean, how badly do you want that number one overall pick? You know, there there are leagues where yep. you, you like you can buy your like I know a couple of the you know fancy leagues, uh, the uh, exotic NFBC yes. leagues uh, yep. will buy your uh, draft position, and I gotta imagine there's gonna be some pretty aggressive bidding to try to get the number one or number two spots. I mean, you, you could you couldn't overpay this year, whatever it cost you to get a Cunha, I mean, it would've been worth it. I mean, I don't. There's there's a number probably that would've been overpaying, but boy, it'd be really really high. Yeah. Uh, no, we have Timothy Tunks. We have not broken down the Fuji trade uh, yet. It, it's right on the top of the outline next. It's, it's the next item on the agenda there. It's the, only, it's the only game the Orioles lost this weekend, right? It was the one that Fuji came in and blew it. Yeah. You can take the uh, boy out of uh, boy out of the A's. I won't insult in Oakland. Here. Take the boy off the A's, but you can't take the A's off the boy there, I guess. That's a good segue into the, the big series this weekend was Baltimore-Tampa Bay. It's funny. You and I talked last week about how Tampa had at Texas and then against Baltimore this week, and they had seven games like – they were starting to struggle, and if they go five and two, they're kind of fine and they're stabilized. If they go two and five, they're really kind of in trouble. They went one and six. They're two yeah. games back of the Orioles right now. Um, it's messy right now. They're not hitting. Uh, they're still. Uh, they can still pitch a little bit, but they're not hitting at all. Um, Baltimore really took it to them this weekend. I know today was extra innings, but they won three out of four. Texas swept them. Uh, Tampa Bay is in, in, in a world of hurt right now. They need starting pitching. I mean, yeah. it, it's, it's just so many injuries. Yeah, and this has been a known factor since Rasmussen went out. I mean, you lose one starter, okay, fine, but you lose you lose Rasmussen and Springs, uh, and then and there you know Glass now is you know unstable to say the least. They had McClanahan have an IL trip. That was a little. I mean, that's a little unlikely to have that, but they really need to go get another starter, and they need it a month ago. Uh, and, and yes, easier said than done. Yeah. Who's selling? Uh, who's selling now is the better question. We got another week and we'll have that answer, but you know, it, it stinks for them, but you know, they're honestly, you know, funny thing is they they're four and a half up on the Jays. Jays are the third wild card. The Red Sox are two behind that. So they're six yeah. and a half up on not even being in the playoffs. I've yeah, seen bigger wild. leads dis, uh, dissipate in two months. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's funny. You look at everybody. You kind of just kind of think Boston and New York are so far back and you're right. They're two games. They're each two games out of the third wild card. This week is going to be so huge for figuring out because you've got teams like the Angels, the Mariners, the Guardians who are like four, five, six out of that third wild card spot. You've got teams like the Cubs and the Padres in the National League, maybe the Mets on the outskirts there. If they have a 
you know, five and one week or, a, you know, six yep. and one week before the deadline, suddenly, you know, you're two or three out, you're making trades for guys that are selling guys off. But if you go, you know, three and four, two and five this week, you're selling guys. It's, there are a lot of teams more than usual. It feels like that are right on the fence between uh, being buyers and sellers right now. Yep. And I'll say this about the race. I mean, yes, they've been extraordinarily unlucky, but they've also, they know, they know what the issue is too. They know, and they have the prospects to do, deal with it here too. They can trade prospects. Um, they, if they are so desire, if they feel like they have the team. Now, the question is like, I mean, hey, what do they need? Two starters, two playoff level starters to go with McClanahan. Do you really count? Uh, I mean, I think they have, you know, an Eflin will be your, your number two. I'm okay yeah. with that as a playoff starter, but I, they really need two more pitchers. One, maybe one starter, one reliever or two starters. They need something here. And the problem is you look across the way, you know, nationally get the Dodgers who are playing well right now, but they need a starter too. The, the market for starters is going to be, pretty intense these five or six teams in between i mean if the mets go you know two and five or something this week suddenly they could really put some, put some arms on the table you know the cardinals if they want to trade guys they're an interesting team with or obviously jordan montgomery but other teams the white Sox have you know we talked about lance lynn last week and giolito uh, maybe dylan cease if they wanted to really get crazy there's a lot of starters out there i'm just curious what the price is going to be because there are uh, the teams that need stuff usually need starters Yep. And there, every team needs, you know, the, our Reds need three starters. Uh, they might get two back in green and Lodolo, but they probably need. Yeah. Every you know, time I hear that. about those guys, it kind of gets pushed back a little bit too. Like yeah. it was, it was, Oh, you know, late July, early August. Now it's like greens mid August and Lodolo's after that. So uh, they have to find a way to hang in there until those guys come back. But it's just not, you know, you're not going to slot those guys in. There's so seven innings every hour. It's going to be. Didn't they, you they stash need- Lodolo too? I did. I might have dropped him back. I, yeah. I, that's a really good question. I, when I saw the news this week, I had like two bids in to drop him back. Uh, I did drop him. I dropped him uh, this week. So I was going to hold in case I until I needed something or something interesting came up. I may try and get him back. But when I saw it was going to be late August, I just uh, that's a long ways to go. And I just don't know how much they'll push him. They're really going to be careful about not overexerting him, too. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, comment about the uh, Reds should go after Marcus Stroman. I'd love to see that. I don't know if the Cubs are trading. I mean, I they're five and a half out in the wild card. They they have a plus forty one run differential. They just spanked the the Cardinals all weekend. Reaffirmed to the Cardinals. I did Cardinals cast on Thursday on the uh, the with Ryan Boyer um, and uh, Drew Silva, and we were just talking all things Cardinals. And they were actually hoping they pull pull the trigger. Remember the Cardinals came in hot. They had swept the Marlins. Yep, they got swept in their own right in the last at least three out of four. Uh, and th- now they're sitting back in, at at uh, forty four and fifty six. They, they need to be sellers for sure. But the they're, Cubs. I mean- they're 10 out of the third wild card spot. They got to sell. And there's, they've yeah. got six teams in between them. And they just, there's just too much there. The Cubs are plus 41. They're six and a half out in the central five and a half out in the wild card. Believe it or not, Scott, right now, um, our reds are the top in L wild card fun. That'd be a fun fact. It there it's wild, right? Can we kind of made fun of the centrals for a long time? And uh, yeah, the reds are the top wild card in the NL. They're a half game behind the brewers. Uh, AL central is still not the case. They still trail every team in the AL East, but um yeah, the, the NL Central's uh, put, a, put a little bit of a move on. You're right. The Cubs are the, the plus 41 and playing good ball. Cody Bellinger on fire. He's been really good last year. Yeah. He's, he's picked them up in a big, big way. Something, something Dodgers would like that. But uh, maybe then again, can, the Dodgers, they, can, they, they have left handed outfielders. And they're doing fine, by the way, too. They, uh, it's funny. You, when we talk about the Dodgers, and all of a sudden you look up and they're, they're up four on the Diamondbacks, up four on the Giants. Uh, both those teams 
in losing skids right now. Diamondbacks lost four in a row. The Giants lost five in a row. The Giants looked horrible this weekend against in, in, in Washington. They were just – I think they were oh, – last I saw, they were 0, 0 for 16 with one of the score position for the series. Uh, they looked terrible all, all weekend. It looks like the Dodgers are – um, quickly becoming a class of the division yet again for the 5,000th year in a row. What a difference from the start of the week to the end of the week for the Giants. They yep. take the first two games from the Reds, and then they lose the last two, and then just get just pounded all weekend long by the Nats, who are the Nats. Um, I mean, Lane Thomas is a golden god. We know that. He had, but he had, he had four steals today. I didn't four miss bags. Weekend, right? Four like, bags. Yeah. Um, he, he, he was awesome. And then, of course... You know, I, I think the other guy that we need to pay attention to is C.J. Abrams. He's having himself oh. kind of a year. In the last month, especially. Uh, he was actually dropped in my main event league, and um, Zach Waxman, who we know, picked him up here on his podcast, I think, last week. I was. I was yeah. with Zach and Mike the Mouth. I think it, it first uh, aired on Sunday night or Monday morning. Guys, check it out. Uh, I had fun doing that. Um just skip the top eight list at the end. That was bad, but uh, I, uh, I, I chose, I'm going to choose that. Cause I know there was one about me. So I'm going to choose to fully, fully skip that. Um, yeah. but, um, yeah, no, with Abrams, Zach picked him up. And we talked about him. He's like, you know, I just, I think that the, and he stole bases and boom. I mean, he's been really good. He's hitting hit for three, power too now. Yeah. He's hitting 375 since the break over 16 games, three home runs, uh, with 10 stolen bases in, in, in July, which is a, a big number over 16 games. He's just, he's been huge for teams. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, you, I, you really do love to see developments from uh, young players like that. And how many times do we give up too quickly on a young guy? Um, this yeah. happens a lot. Uh, CJ Abrams is 22 years old. Yeah. 22. And I mean, looked, I, I, and I was just above him. I'll, looked I'll as overmatched as possible last year. Like he looked yeah. like he did not belong at all. Yeah. Um, I, I, and this is a, a story. How many times, and, you know, we mentioned this all the time. Strikeout rate matters. It really does. In his case, he wasn't even striking out that much. But so yeah. many times, like, oh, he's striking out so many times in his first taste of major league pitching. Oh, they get better. Who knew? Aaron Judge yeah. struck out like 45% of the time in his first call up. Uh, I made a horrible judge related trade. I've mentioned that here before, but we have a new listener every, every week. So Jose Bautista in his last year for Aaron Judge and a score sheet league. Uh, Ale only score sheet league. I'm still paying for that one there. Do you get to keep people forever? Yes. Oh, Lordy. Yes, it it, it was because I was making one last push to try to compete. Of course. You know, and that's that's also there's there's a lesson in that, too, by the way. This six, seven guy can't not strike out 40% of the time. It seems impossible. Yeah. Too big of a strike zone. Yeah, that's a that's a rough one right there. But uh, looking Mm -hmm. looking forward, we oh, I've made I've made plenty. I we have a we have a football league together where I've made a couple unbelievable i think i traded a lot for jay ajayi that year he's a first round pick and then turn the next year for Lashawn mccoy maybe like every time a running back's like just burst in the first round i trade for him and they end up being pretty bad yeah anytime and now i get all these ridiculous trade offers so i i'm just scared to make any trade in that league oh it's so bad (laughs) i have i've kind of decided i'm gonna i'm gonna draft make small trades and kind of uh, deal with who i draft with and and go Mm -hmm. with there but uh should have won last year i got really close but uh uh, good series this week. Uh, speaking of kind of looking forward, uh, we've got, uh, we talked about the other divisions, but the AL West is, uh, is getting fun. Texas is still playing well. They lost, uh, lost Corey Seager this week, which is a huge loss. He was essentially since he came back, he's been mashing pretty much since jump street right there. He's been killing it. Uh, yeah. they're up three games on the Astros. They have a three game set this week. Uh, it's in Texas, I believe. Yes. It's in Texas. No, it's at Houston. I'm sorry. It's at Houston. Uh, Nate Diavaldi is actually missing this series. They're skipping him. Just uh, seemed like some, uh, the velo was down a little bit. Maybe needed a, needed a break. They said they were going to kind of find some spots to rest guys. It's tough to rest them 
against uh, against your division rival here. But uh, this is a yeah. big series. If uh, if Houston can you know sweep this, take two out of three, suddenly I think Texas might start to feel this in a big way, and Houston will be uh, be on the move here. Yeah, and you know, it's the the loser of the division is not guaranteed a playoff spot. No, not and, with this, not with all those ALS East teams uh, playing so well. And the Angels and Mariners waking up too. Sure, let's go with that, dude. The Angels are only four games out in the wild card. They are I five know, games wild. behind the Astros. I mean, that's talk that's about gettable. A, talk about a big week for a team. Yeah, yeah both those teams. They had a I mean, huge. The Mariners lost today, but they had a huge week uh, against the uh, against the Blue Jays straight up. Yeah. Um, that that was big to kind of launch them back in the conversation. I mean, they're, it's still the odds are against them, but four games is gettable. Yeah, that's a that's a hot that's a hot ten days. You, you can pass a couple teams, but the Angels are so huge because the Angels go five and one. They're keeping everybody, and they may even trade for somebody. They mm-hmm. go one and five. They might have to trade the best player in the entire league. Like it's a wild, wild swing based on seven days. Absolutely, and I'm here to see it. It's, it's. I don't. I don't think they trade them either way. By the way, I think if they go one and five, they should. But I don't think they will either way. Yeah, I, I just was on Beeson on Saturday, and they asked me what I think is going to happen with Otani, and I was like, Yeah, I, I thought. Asked me a, two weeks ago, I would have said that he's definitely getting dealt, but then they they took advantage and you know, they pounded the Yankees. I mean, they didn't pound them, but they, they swept the Yankees. That was huge. They still get three games at Detroit. They're in this, they've got this big, big nine game road trip here. And it's really, it's, it's literally going to determine everything here. They go at Detroit at Toronto and then at Atlanta trade deadline is second game. It was, is, is the two next trade deadline is Tuesday next week. Um, yeah. So, you know, like by then they're going to have to have like gone like four and three at least. Uh, in that stretch and then and hope and maybe even better if to, to, I think to be in the wild card race, but you're right. I think it's, they've got so much invested in marketing dollars with Otani. Mm-hmm. The Artie Moreno factor is strong, very strong and present. That's the thing that's going to be something that's a huge concern. Yeah. It's a, it's gonna be a fascinating, uh, fascinating week. So let's take a, le- a week at a look at week 18, the, the preview here. Uh, weird week fantasy wise. Cause there's so few games. There's only four teams with seven games this week. Uh, the, the Guardians, the Tigers, the Cardinals, and the Nationals. We actually have six teams that have five games. So if you play wow. in an NFC type format where you know you can you can make moves Monday to Thursday, make sure you check a lot of those. A lot of teams that play two games this period. Uh, the A's, the Rays, the Red Sox, the Yankees, the Marlins, and the Braves all have five games a week. That is a big chunk of teams right there. There's a lot of players. You look at some of those teams: New York, Boston, Tampa, Atlanta. A lot of a lot of fancy uh, rosterable guys and studs on those teams. I mean, you're not. You're not seeing Acuna because he plays two games, but uh, you know there are some guys in the in that group that uh, with two games, you know, you got to make sure they play both. And if they sit one, suddenly you're getting one game over four days. Um, I'm sitting probably a number of two game wise this week that I normally wouldn't sit for three or four gamers, but that's something to definitely check as we go. Yeah. So like Sean Murphy and Travis Darno. I mean, yeah. that's a tough call. Do you play, do you take their one game? Because uh, there's no way they don't want either of them to sit four days in a row. So not you have to hope that one of them DHs. I guess is your only yeah. way that they're going to play two. Yeah, I mean, that means you sit DH. Ozuna then. Uh, and then Ozuna yeah. is, is an automatic. He should be a sit anyhow, probably uh, because he, yeah, I think he falls under the two game threshold unless you're just, but then again, what if you have JD Martinez and then like, okay, I got a day to day guy. Now, what do I do? We got to wait. He's not going to, he's not going to play tomorrow. They said that uh, Max Muzz is going to DH tomorrow. So that puts the Dodgers. He, he's a, he played, played three. So he's down to two. It's a, it's a tough, he's a tough call too. I was trying to figure him out earlier was I making fab moves like do I need do I need someone for the spot and I think uh if he sits tomorrow I mean, I'll check the lineup for sure but if he sits tomorrow it's hard to play him knowing that you're getting two games absolute max yeah 
exactly. Um, and so, yeah, very tough week uh, for some of these guys there. Um, yeah, I mean, the Yankees. Is there a Yankee you feel good about playing two games? Stanton, I guess, maybe. Uh, God, that's a, that's so funny you say that because I'm like, of course there are. But then they're like, oh, not really. Yeah. They had a good uh, weekend against the Royals, who are the Royals still. Um, so that helped. But They definitely are the Royals. I'm thinking, I guess you go Stanton and Glaber, although Glaber left earlier with like a little bit of a hip tweak today. Right? Um, I mean, Rizzo had four hits today. Might have been his first four hits in two months. First homer first in two months. I love the silent treatment. The dugout was great with them. It was, it was pretty, it was amazing. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I might play Rizzo. I play Stanton. I might play Torres, but that's really it. I mean, the rest of that lineup, there's nobody you want for two games. Yeah. By the way, baseball is amazing. Dodgers are run are starting to pull away in the NL West. The Braves are the best team in baseball. Braves lost two out of three to the A's. The Dodgers lost two out of three to the Royals. I mean, it's just yep. both road series, but still come on. And the red, the Red Sox are red hot last week and they lost two or three to the A's. And like last year, I think the Pirates took five out of six to the Dodgers and they won 110 games. It's like, come on. It's it's just the nature of this game. Thanks to uh, Kenny in the chat for the nice comments. We do really appreciate that and appreciate everybody listening. Uh, best offensive schedules. They're a little bit tougher this week with so few teams with seven games. Uh, Jeff, I really like the Rockies this week. And they have some guys you can pick up. They have three against, uh, the, against the Nationals in Washington. Um, so you don't get cores there, but you get Patrick Corbin, uh, you get Williams, you get Jake Irvin. Like, I love that. And they get three at cores against the A's pitching. Uh, if the Rockies can, uh, it's, it's tough to figure out who you want on the Rockies, aside from the, the obvious guys. But And TJ Crone's a little banged up. But, man, that's a mm-hmm. really good schedule this week. It is. It really is. Um, so, yeah, you love to see it there. And you kind of are just hoping that uh, you can get some of those guys in there. But, again, you know, you got the day-to-day guys. You got some playing time issues. That's That's still a pain in the butt. We need a we need a sixty a week from Brenton Doyle is what we need. That would be uh, that'd be that'd be really nice. Yeah, it would be. It would be. Ha- how about it, the other side of that series? How, how are you in on like were you in on like JJ Blade yeah. or any of the A's? I added Blade in one main event. Um, I think if you need a middle, Jordan Diaz is, is mildly interesting. He's playing every day, got a little bit of pop. Um, you know, Brent Rooker didn't play the last few days. He's sick. It's weird. He was really sick on Monday then played and then he sat the whole weekend. He's sick. I don't know what's going on with him, but it's kind of, I didn't, I wasn't going to rely on him, but yeah, I think, uh, I think Diaz, I think Blade is interesting. He's playing a lot of games and he's got some pop. Um, mm-hmm. Those are the two guys. Ram- Ramon Laureano kind of sneaky this week. He's coming off the IL should play on Tuesday. He's available in some main events. I think that I had some bids in on him. Um, I think they're going to probably try. If he looks remotely decent the next week, they're going to try everything they can to trade him. But you know, if you get a core series out of that, it could be really nice. Low key, awful season, by the way. Loki awful season. Uh, Loki, Loki, very overrated as a player overall. By the way, yeah, but you love used to love him. I love those, my, I love watching. Him. I, love my, I love my defense. I mean, he's we all he's, love the throws. Yeah, he's so fun on defense. But uh, he's been uh, he's been quietly. He was really bad last year. He had a two eighty seven OBP. Uh, hit two eleven uh, strikeout rate went up and it went up even more th- this year. He was he was really bad this year so far. Yeah, and he always gets hurt. Always, it's always something. It's always some sort of little muscle injury that keeps him out. It's always something. I think this time he fractured his hand, I believe. But um, yeah, yeah. Uh, the the Guardians have a really good schedule this week too. Three against Kansas City, four against the White Sox. White Sox pitching, uh, you know, can be a little bit uh, on the tougher side there. But of the seven game teams, that's a that's a pretty solid one. They do get uh, they do get Cease and G Little, which is tough, but probably get Tuki Toussaint and Kopech on the back end, so that could be good there. Uh, can I tell you a Nationals yeah. pitcher that I'm interested in? Uh, Nationals pitcher interested in. We're gonna go. Um, I don't know who you're talking about. Jake Irvin. Jake Irvin, it is. All right. Tell Sneaky me why. Sneaky K K percentage here. Home start against the Rockies. 
I don't mind that. He was really good against the Giants in his last time out. Struck out nine his last time out. 53 Ks in uh, 68 innings. You're like, eh, whatever. But the Ks have been getting better and better. The velocity has been getting better with him. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of interested in him. It's not great, but I, I see some upside potential for him. So I'm, I'm kind of on board. Home start against the Rockies. It's a really, it's a nice stream right there. Yeah. So uh, I, I did, I had him actually picked up in a couple of leagues at the all-star break. And now I added him one more league today. So there you go. Uh, Cardinals have a really good schedule too. three against Arizona. Although I think they do get to do get Zach gallon in there, but then four against the Cubs of the 17 games, 17 games. They're uh, they're a pretty good one too. Uh, who knows who's going to be on the Cardinals in a week, but uh, right. for this week, for this week, we should be, uh, we should be pretty good with, uh, with getting them all in. I don't know what, what they're going to look like next Tuesday though. I gotta say, I still don't understand why they're bad. Uh, I, I just, I look at this team. I look at their parts and I think the sum should be higher than it is. It just doesn't add up. Um, it really does, man. They're, they're the most surprising team of things you want you thought, thought were going to be good. I mean, they have a team ERA of four five three, so that's probably yeah, a that's big a long part way of it. Towards doing it. Yep. The pitching has been pretty bad, but I think we're surprised by some of that too. Although, you know, all kind of their fringy pitchers have been have been pretty rough. You know, uh, Miles Mikolas has been bad. Flaherty's been about four four ERA. He's been really up and down. Like some starts yeah. are great, and some are just horrible. They um, tried Levertor, that didn't work. Yeah, now they're back Wayne, on Adam Wayne, Wainwright's quest to get two more wins. Yeah, he's his ERA is seven and a half or something like that. And then they they kind of uh, Jordan Hicks has been pretty good closing out of the back end of the bullpen. But um, yeah, he's they just got to be dealt. By the way, he is like yeah, the it, one that's most likely to be dealt. And should be, I mean, I imagine a lot of teams would be interested. I mean, Arizona's got it, would, would love that, right? Arizona, Miami, um, if Miami's buying, but Arizona especially, like they need a closer bat. Yeah, but it's, I, I, I think he's, I think uh, he, he's firmly committed to the bit about not naming a closer. I, I was in on Kevin Ginkle this week. Uh, I was too. I mean, he got two saves in a row and you know, our boy, our boy, the guffer uh, did, has not been good uh, since the, uh, in, in July. So, yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. I think if he had a guy that he traded for, I think he'd be fine naming. I just don't think he's had anybody to name, really. Yep. Um, talking about our Reds, Adam uh, asks, uh, do you have a favorite section to sit at a Great American? True confession. I, I, I hang my head with shame. I've never been to Great American Ballpark. Um, the wild thing is, I've been to all but six parks, and that's one of the six I haven't been to. Yeah, so if anybody here in the chat ha- has been there more often, jump in. And if you're listening after the fact, well... Um, you can tweet at us. We'll, we'll relay it on. My uh, my answer would be as close as you can get to Matt McLean as possible. He's a good human being. I love Matt McLean. So yeah. But uh, let's uh, let's jump into Fab. There was a lot of a uh, lot of action this weekend, uh, especially for this late in the season. Uh, but first, a note from our partners at AG One. AG One is the daily found out foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health. I drink it literally every day. I gave AG One a try because I wanted better better gut health, a boost in energy, immunity system support, and also I hate taking pills. It's a personal problem with me. I want a supplement that actually tastes really good, and AG1 does exactly that. I drink AG1 in the morning before starting my long days. It makes me feel ready to take on my day and also feel like I'm doing something good for the body. 
Since I've been drinking AG1, I've known an overall feeling of health plus sustained energy, improved digestion, and most importantly, support for mental clarity and focus. And Jeff, you know me well. You know that I need as much mental clarity and focus as we can get. Especially if um, you're getting stuck doing a podcast with me every week. That, that is that is true. It's a valid point right there. <laughs> Covering my nutritional basis for the day literally couldn't be easier, which is why I trust AG1. I just mix one small scoop with water and drink it first thing each morning, and I'm done. It has 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food stores ingredients. It also costs like three less than $3 a day. Pretty good if you ask me. It's a really effective daily habit with high quality source ingredients is really a win-win if a comprehensive solution is what you need for your supplement routine then try ag1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin d and five free ag1 travel packs with your first purchase go to drinkag1.com slash roto that's drinkag1.com slash roto check it out uh jeff so the big name in fab this week was once again on our reds for like the third or fourth time uh, this season i feel like there's been a lot of this we had abbott we had ellie de la cruz we had matt mcclain We've got Christian Encarnacion Strand. Uh, you're the Reds fan. Uh, tell me what to expect here. How aggressive were you in the bidding if you had money? Uh, you know, Maybe the last big, big name prospect we're going to get this season. We've said that a couple times, but it feels like we're all waiting for CES to get called up. How do you think the playing time works out? What do you think we're looking at here the last two months? I think you're looking at like all like he'll sit once a week, basically, is what I think you're oh, right. looking at there. They're, they're, the Reds are really, I mean, they're deep now. It's fun. They like steer sits one day, Votto sits one day, Ellie sat Saturday. Um, everyone gets a day here and there, and that's fine. It's not even a bad thing there. Um, you know, it's you know, it's it's really uh fun to see. He's got a good hit tool. He's not going to steal any bases. Uh, power should come. I mean, his one homer was a moonshot, a big one too. Like they gave him the lead, right? That was a big one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he, he's going to be good. He's it's going to be fine. The only question too is if what do the Reds do at the trade deadline? Are they adding a, a an armor three or four, and how are they going about doing that? Is CES one of those guys that could be part of a package if it's a, a true ace comes through? Uh, well, a true ace. I'm just slapping a label that doesn't really mean anything. Uh, would you? What? The, the, here's a question. Luke, let's you, go, Lucas Giolito. I, I was no. I'm asking you that. Would you do Lucas Giolito? Uh, would I trade for him, or what? Would I trade? Would CES? you trade CES? For a couple months of Giolito. Probably. I think I might also, especially I bet, I thought about it. the farm system. I have, uh, I have, you have to just say, I have PTSD from the A's trading for John Lester with two months left and then giving John Lester seven runs in the wild card game and him not being able to hold that lead. So I have a little bit of hesitancy about trading for a pitcher, you know, because they don't do that much, but I think the Reds need one so badly. They have so many offensive guys. I just, I think I probably would. It would hurt to do, but you know, no trade that, no trade that works or is good for you. It doesn't hurt to do a little bit. That's the way it should be, but I think I'd do it. Yeah, I think I would too, but I, I, I'll say, I mean, keep in mind, we, you know, Encarnacion Strand was a good prospect. The Reds obviously thought so. They traded for him, but it wasn't like, oh my goodness, they gave up Encarnacion Strand in the Tyler Malley deal. Uh, I mean, maybe some Twins fans were, I don't know, but uh, it's really, you know, he's his status is definitely improved. Let's put it that way. Uh, no defensive value. You can't put him in the outfield. You can't put in, which for the Reds is actually an issue because they just have guys coming out of their ears. It's a good problem to have. Uh, I think I would, but I wouldn't do so for Lynn. I wouldn't do so for uh, Jordan Montgomery. I, I, I might for Stroman. Um, but it, there's only a few pitchers I, out there that I, I wouldn't. Would. I wouldn't for Stroman. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I like him better than those other two though. What do you say? You know, 
I agree with there. Uh, Paul Spore pointed out that John Lester was really good down the stretch for Oakland. He was. They, that was the season they fully it's collapsed. It's just one they game were, that you hate. That's they all. Were the, they were the best team in baseball at the All-Star game. I think they had like eight All-Stars. All-Stars had an unreal record and then just went in the tank. Traded Cespedes, got Lester. He was good. Um, however, um, that wild card game sticks with me. That was an utterly painful game. And yeah. They're really not getting cease. I don't think the White Sox trade cease. I, 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 I think it'd have to be a, holy crap, we can't turn this down kind of offer for cease. I, I agree. Yeah. I think they have two years left on his deal. Something like Tip Roy's afraid, something like that. And they got enough time that I don't think they think they're that far away from being a, from being a good team that I think they want to keep Cease too. Yeah. Uh, so did you, did you get CES anywhere? How aggressive were you? Did you have money to do it? Um, what'd you do with him? Um, still one league pending and I'm over so far. I think I got to double check one league. Um, Scar- scarf pending in 21 minutes. Yeah. So I won't, I'm not going to, this time I'm not going to do you the, uh, I'm not going to do the league the favor of telling, telling how much it, I'm bidding. It but, worked It worked last time. You ended up getting whoever it was. It, I it was. Funny now. So yeah, that, that's, that's the difference. Um, <laughs> so but, yeah. I, uh, I have two leagues where I couldn't afford him. He went over for over a hundred and two of my three mains, but one of them, uh, Jeff got him for 43 with a backup bid of 43, which was a uh, lovely mm-hmm. experience. Oh, lovely. And it was actually, it must've been a team that I passed during the day. Cause it goes by standings from the night before. So, um, I, pa- I think I passed even this team weirder. That's even rude. Weirder, right? That's just straight up rude. It wasn't. The, if the bidding was tomorrow, I would have, I would have not gotten him. So I hope he's really good. Cause that would be a, that'd be a fun story. I need steals there. So it doesn't help me there, but I, it was more of a, you know, I had a little bit of money. I wasn't going hundreds for him because I need stolen bases. I need to kind of save the money for there. So I went 43 to figure if I got him at that price, I'd really like it. So uh, I'm uh, I'm pretty happy about it. I did not have – I needed a third baseman pretty badly. I've been cycling through Mike Moustakas and uh, Zach McKinstry and some other guys. Moustakas actually had a couple home runs this week for me. But um, having someone up at third base to kind of slot him in would be really, really big for me. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's awesome. I'm, I, our, you get to root for, for a player on your favorite team. I love it. It was good because it's the it's the one uh, it's one team where I don't have Matt McLean. So now I have I feel like I have an infusion of Reds on each of my three squads now. It's beautiful. Yeah, I I think that's and it's it's nice to have you see an, a rising offense like that in Great Park. Just getting yeah. a piece of it is is really fun. I mean, it's fun just when they're up. I just flip on that game. I'm like, all right, the top of the order is coming up. I can watch Ellie Votto, McLean, CES, uh, missing steer, and all a couple of the guys in there. But like. It's just fun all the way up and down the lineup. Stevenson's in there too. Like just, just, a, just a fun lineup to watch. And they're all, I mean, aside, aside from Votto, who's fun, but all fun young guys. It's just It's great. There's one thing that's not going to be fun. Tuesday and Wednesday, Burns and Peralta. Oof. Reds just can't hit the Brewers. Has, uh, how, how's Burns been since the All-Star break? Not bad. I think, well, has he faced anybody besides the Reds? Uh, he, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's shut down the Phillies too. That's right. His last, his last two starts have been utterly insanely good. And the one right before the All-Star break was good too. Uh, yeah. It, you know, it may not have been like jumped out as a line, but you could see the stuff in that start. Um, yeah, I, you know, gonna... obviously I watch every Reds game pretty closely and for like four innings, he was just like untouchable. Yeah. Ellie got like a, a little blue pit and then stole a base and it kind of got in his head for like an inning and then Votto hit the bomb and then he went back to shutting everything down again. Yeah. Burns yes. looks like Burns again. 14 innings, four hits, three walks, 23 strikeouts, last two starts. So yeah, it's uh, all the concerns about him early on, uh, you know, Oh my gosh, I can't, I took him over Garrett Cole. That sort of thing is uh, it's all coming back. He's at three, four, nine, 1.06 right now. It's uh, 
it's all pretty uh, going to be pretty good by the end of the year for for Corbin's. I don't think that pick is going to hurt anybody in any way, shape, or form. Uh, other guys on offense, obviously CES is the big name, but we had Sal Sal Freelich get called up for the Brewers. Had a really good first uh, first game, his debut. He had three hits, had a sack fly. Was the the game? I think the game winning run. Uh, it was close. I think they won four three. I think it was his his RBI there. Uh, I think that you were in on Freelich a little bit. Uh, what do you see here? It was, it was not great this year in AAA, but he's been he's been much better than the minors before this year. And you know he got hurt at the start of the year, yeah. so kind of like you take the, the 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 numbers that he's had this year with kind of a little bit of a grain of salt. Uh, I, I think if you look more like at you know where he was coming into the year, what sort of prospect pedigree he has, realize this is Milwaukee's top top prospect coming in. It's not Weimer, it's it's Freelich. Freelich is the guy uh, that you want. And it, to that end, Weimer sat out the last two games. Yeah, he seems to have been um, slumping and then now losing playing time too. Yeah, and you know, granted, one's a lefty, one's a righty, so that might be something there too. Freelix on the good side of the platoon. I just, I think he's the guy you want to get. I think he's. Yeah, he hit fourth. He hit fourth today, by the way, too. I just look at look at the lineup here. He hit fourth. Yeah, um, I, I don't know. He's not at the, he's not at the elite prospect level, but he's a darn good prospect. And sometimes the darn good equal turns out to be Matt McLean, and then you're like, oh, he's an elite prospect. And we're going probably uh, probably hoping for a really good batting average and then maybe, you know, kind of tossing in everything else. But I think the batting average would be the is what you really need there and then maybe a few stolen bases. He had 18 steals in the minors last year, but he hit, he hit 365 in AAA last year, 317 in AA. I think the batting average and the, the kind of the bat skills, he does not strike out at all. Uh, he was in the, he's always in the mid teens strikeout wise in the minor leagues. And you're looking at the the bat the discipline and the the bat skills are what we're looking for with uh, with free like here. Yeah, uh, Hart Foundation says he prefers Jackson Churio overall. Yeah, of course. So who doesn't? Churio's not coming up this year though. Um, I I don't think we'll see him this year. Um, I I think you know he he's like he's, he's like said, nine, he's like eighteen or nineteen. He's like the he? youngest guy at Double A. Yeah. Um, it, I could be wrong. He could come up, but. Yeah. I, I he's uh, he's 14 home runs, 27 stolen bases in double A as a 19 year old. That's freaking crazy. Yeah, he is awesome. He's wow. he's going to be great, but I'd hold off and expecting it this year. Someone mentioned chat in the chat. Uh, Zach Zach Geloff is a good uh, middle infield pickup too. We t- we talked about him a bunch last week. I agree there. I think that uh, he's going to play every day for the A's. He's been showing. He hasn't done a lot, but he's shown a little pop to the opposite field. He had a home run to the right field on uh, Saturday night. That was it was really nice. So I I think that. Uh, He's going to work and play every day too. Uh, other other guys, we talked about Andy Rodriguez a little bit last week, but he wasn't available in all leagues. Uh, he is catching uh, most days for the uh, for the Pirates right now. Kind of one of their bigger prospects. Um, this is more of a uh, you know if you need a catcher too. I needed a catcher too in a couple spots. I picked him up pretty cheaply, um, but I think I didn't think he's another guy that did really good batting averages in the, in the minors was not great this year. Um, but another guy that I think you're going to get uh, you're going to get more than more than you bargained for from a catcher too. Might be overwhelmed a little bit there. One walk, nine Ks to start off with, but then yeah, again, the first couple of games were really rough with the strikeouts. I didn't know that, noticed that, but uh, yeah, I think that uh, he was not a big strikeout guy in the minors, so maybe he just you know faced a couple nasty pitches or whatever. Maybe he was. I think that'll uh, that should adjust pretty quick. I hope. By the way, I was going to say maybe he becomes Patrick Bailey, and that's the upside. Ooh, maybe work. that comparison is a little bit more apt than I gave it credit. Five walks, fifty Ks for Bailey so far this year. Wow. He had his big moments early on, and he's still slugging 442, but wow. He, he's it's funny you say that because he got dropped in one of my main events last week, and I just kind of put a note to look at how he's been before next week, and that's uh, you might have answered my question right there. 14 games this month. This was a note that we had on Saturday uh, when he got benched. He was hitting 125, 176, 167 with uh, 17 Ks and one walk. And they got a guy, and they got Sable. 
I mean, Sable can be behind the plate, and he's actually having a decent year too. I always think that, that, that this is a, such a MacGyver team, the Giants, that I, I just wonder for what you know when they kind of evaporate. And you know, every time I write them off, they have a big winning streak again. And you know, I, so even though they they had this horrible, no good, awful weekend against the Nats, they could they could still sneak, you know, come back to bite us again. Did you do anything with uh, with Cade Marlowe in Seattle? I saw that you know he was it was a little bit of a a little bit of news when he got called up earlier this week, and then uh, it seemed like nobody nobody was bidding on him. Um, didn't I seem did like not. There was a lot of yeah. So what happened is I saw your saw you put him his name on the outline. I, then I looked did some digging on him, and he's like an old prospect. Sometimes that works out. Whit Merrifield yeah. says hello. That worked out pretty well for him. His career. Uh, there's others guys that like that that get their chance later in their career, but. No, I'm not seeing it. Um, I see the opportunity, and that's about it. Yeah, there was uh, there's some pop and some speed, and I actually was worried about the playing time actually because he's a he's a lefty, which means you know those days Mike Ford's going to play, um, mm-hmm. maybe Taylor Trammell plays some of those days. I just it didn't seem like it really fit for him to play too much. But um, you know, if you need steals, you need some pop. He's 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 definitely run in the minors. But you're right, he's 26. Um, as the week went along, I kind of lost interest in him, and I, he I was not the only one. He got picked up in a uh, one main event league this week, so it was uh, he was uh, he was clearly off everybody's radar. Yeah, um, I, I just yeah he, he'll have a he'll thing is we'll all get a week to look at him basically yeah. and see you know you know it was the uh, you know we we saw the, uh, the the heroic fight by Kelnick against the water cooler. Um, and then and he lost. Unfortunately. These guys just, it always, it's always one per year. It's just always one guy that does something like that. And it just, it's, it's gotta be, gotta be so frustrating for them, but geez, it's losing to the water cooler though. That's like losing like piston hurricane. Come on. I mean, it's like kind of lower on the level of inanimate objects, like a wall. That's like Tyson. You always lose to the wall. Fine. Isn't it, isn't it piston Honda? Piston Honda. What's, what's the hurricane one then? Um, Glass Joe. I don't know. There's a hurricane one. I don't there's know. like, yeah, there's like, it's like, I was trying to go for like tier three is what I was going for tier two or tier three. It is piston uh, Honda though. Right. I think you're probably right. Just, just let me roll with it here, man. Uh, yeah. It's too late now. But uh, I, was now I, was out there to, the... I was trying to figure it out. I was trying, I was actually curious. Now I have to look up Mike Tyson punch out characters there. So, uh, no, you're right. There is a piston hurricane. Oh yeah. Yay. Wow, that's a great call. In the NES and Wii games, Piston Hurricane is replaced by Piston Honda, who fights in a, fights in a similar manner. Yeah, there's Bald Bill, Bald Bull. Okay, bald Bull. That, yeah. yeah. Uh, Piston Hurricane, Piston Hurricane Hippo. Was, yeah, you know. Piston Hurricane was from Cuba. Piston Honda was from Japan. Don Flamenco could have gone that yeah. way. Yeah. Um, Mr. Sandman. There's a lot of them out there. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty awesome. That actually Soda Popinski. Awesome. Soda Popinski. Flamenco yeah. Joe. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Flamingo, some, there was Glass Joe. There was Flamingo, someone too. I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, anyway, now that we've completely, uh, completely Don Flamingo, that's it. Damn it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was. Uh, what, what about other other guys on offense? Um, Wilmer Flores uh, was mashing against our Reds this week. He seemed like he homered every time he was up. Uh, Mark Canna has some playing time with, with Starling Marte out. Um, was there anybody else offensive wise? I had trouble after these big first names. You mentioned earlier the A's. I liked uh, taking a stab on some of those guys going into cores over this weekend. Um, was there anybody else you liked offensive wise? Because I found it uh, pretty slim pickings after those top the top group we talked about. Uh, I did. A couple of those names like Flores, but I just think you just missed his best week. Uh, Canna, yeah. I, I did put some secondary bids on. Uh, he's just, he just looked so bad. Yeah, he did. Chaz McCormick was actually available in a, at Ooh. online. 
Uh, the 12s are weird. Uh, we'll get to that in a second, by the way. 12s are weird. Yeah, uh, 12s, another name, Edward Julian, is available in like 35% of 12s. Oh, I, I definitely would be interested. The fact that they're putting yeah. Polanco at third base, I mean, that to me was like, oh, they're, gonna, they're not going to send him down this time. I wasn't going to bring him up. I'm like, sure, I'm sure by this point everybody's picked him up, but he was still available in 30% of him. He's available. Yeah, um, yeah I'd, I'd run to run to grab him right now, too. Scott, I saw Tim Anderson available in a 12, and I didn't even bid. <sighs> Jeff. I'm, he, had a good batting, I, he had a good batting average week. I'm for Klempt. I mean, he's just still waiting for that homer. He had, uh, he had, he had multiple hits in four games this week. Yeah. Maybe I should have gone after him. But like literally none of them are even close to having any power. It's just he has zero home runs. Like I, every, the guys get called up and like a weekend hit their home run, little you know middle infielders and guys you don't expect home runs, and they still hit home runs. He has zero. Yeah, yeah. He only, has, he only has ten steals. He has sixteen RBIs too. Like in seventy five games, that is impossible. Yep. How does he, he hit second every game too? How does he not have more more RBIs? Than that? It's, it's so just, weird that the White Sox are having a bad year. Right. Yeah. Blue one another another one today and just uh white yeah, socks. They're, they're a mess. Um so uh before we jump into starting pitching and, and relievers and fab, I do want to talk about that because there's some interesting stuff here with the trade deadline coming up. A note from our sponsors at home run index. We know the weather can impact how far a, fl- a ball can fly, but we never know what all the heat and humidity or cold air is gonna do really do to the ball. The home run forecast index gives us an easy way to determine how good or bad the air is for ball flight. The index is calculated by measuring stadium-specific weather conditions and is displayed on a scale from 1 to 10, 1 being the most unfavorable for good ball flight and 10 indicating the most favorable error. There's a strong correlation between the index and the number of runs scored per game and the number of home runs hit. Games that have the highest index, 10, for the whole game average over 10 runs and 2.8 homers over the course of the baseball season. And it is index is created for each game. You can see what will be in any stadium and how the weather's influence might change over the course of the game, as well as the wind direction. Obviously great for gaming, DFS, etc. Right now you can access the HRF premium site for only $5 a month and see what the index will look like for every hour of every baseball game. Go to Home Run Forecast now to sign up. HomeRunForecast.com, sorry. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. 
Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Uh, so Jeff, pitching, uh, you go first, because uh, we're going to talk about the fact that Tanner Bybee was available in one of your 12-teamers. Uh, you told me that about uh, 12 minutes before the deadline. You dropped that on me. I couldn't believe that. Like, that's been good all year long. I don't know what someone felt or saw to drop him. Maybe they thought they were going to shut him down or something. I don't even know what's going on there. But um, did you win him? Because, wow, that's I a did. great guy to have on the available. I overbid on him. I bid 69, um, and it won 69 to 28. So I could have gone a little bit uh, calmer and maybe spent more on Strand and Encarnacion Strand instead. But in that league, I got Bybee. I mean, obviously, he was huge this weekend against the Phillies. Uh yeah, 12s are weird. I mean, I'm in the middle of the pack, and that's generous in that league. So whatever. What you know, I shouldn't be lecturing anybody, but yeah, he's great. And I wanted I wanted him and got him. So you know the I, funny I'm, thing is when I, I saw I'm him there, you didn't go for three digits though. I'm shocked you got him for 69. It's 12s, dude. Um still I'm, though, like how many people probably just even didn't even notice that he was there? You know, it's just although it's funny, you it was listed as a hundred percent rostered. That was the right. funny thing. It is because it's probably 99.6 where there's so many online championship leagues that it just rounds up to 100, which is wild. Because in the main, if there's one, it's a 98 percentile. There's one one league is available, but 100 is beautiful. Yep. Uh, that's I mean, I talk about a nice guy. Is that team in the mix? Like, that's a, what a no, nice no, it, it's, it's well, never, never stop fighting till the fighting's done. We're only in we're still in July, uh, but it's not a good team. I mean, I don't it's it's so mid. Uh, it's kind of you boring. Just throw actually. a top whatever number you want to throw at the pitcher, though. That's a nice add in, in Fab. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, I, I, but then I'm like, I see Adelise Garcia day to day. I see JD Martinez day to day. I've got I've got Judge on IL still. Andrew Vaughn's day to day. It's still not pretty. Oh, it's still fun to add someone like that, though. It is. Uh, it is. What else do you do in pitching? Did you go back in on the Brandon Fott train? We've done this three or four times already, it feels like, this year. Uh, looked really good uh, this weekend until the very end against the Reds. He pitched really well for, like, what was it, five or five and, or six, and then he gave two home runs, whatever it was. He gave three home runs in that one inning. Uh, it was three in a row. It was back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it was it three looked, in a row. Looked really good through four or five, was striking guys out, wasn't walking anybody. Then three home runs in a row. Um, pitch really well in AAA to start before that. Are you are you back on board this train at all? Did you bid on him? Uh, what'd you do with Foth this week? He was just a minimum bid. Like wasn't top in my list because I the home runs have been a problem all along. And guess what? Home home runs were a problem here too. Now he'll go back home and it's a little bit better. But I mean, he faces some really good teams. Um, I'm probably not going to be. You know, I, I pro, you know I think I had him in my uh, waterfall. In some places there. Yeah, we had, we've been a while since we got that. Yes. Uh I I, I wasn't that aggressive. Uh you know, there, there was really very few people I, w- I was aggressive of going for, it, except it, for of course pitching's hard pitching's Marty. hard to find right now. It's oh, we it's talked about it for a few ridiculous. weeks in a row. It's it's really hard to find. Fought was added in 40 of the 53, I think it's 53 main event leagues. Um minimum of one, high of 62. So there's a couple people in on him a little bit aggressively. I was in kind of the I think I was in the low teens, high single-digit ranges. I was I was willing to take a shot on it, but wasn't aggressive about it either. Um, the guy that I kind of like right now, and I'm hoping that he sticks in the rotation, is Chase Silseth. Still Seth, I can't say the name. In uh, in I had in some Anaheim. bids on him. 
Yep. He's uh, he gets at Detroit this week. Uh, definitely a start this week. And then if he pitches again this week, he's gonna be at Atlanta. So full stay away from that one. But this is a guy who really can strike guys out. He pitched really well against the Yankees uh, earlier this week um, in the minors. You look at he had a 27% strikeout rate. You look at 2022, he had a 35% strikeout rate in uh, in in Double A. Like this is a guy that can miss some bats. 23.5% so far this year. A few too many walks this year. Walks have been the problem, but. Man, he looked really good against the Yankees. Five and two thirds, four hits, two walks, ten strikeouts, one earned run. Um, this is someone that I was kind of mildly interested in to start the year. I thought there was a chance maybe he's going to be kind of a back end bullpen guy. Maybe they throw him that way. But um, I'm interested here. The problem with this is this: you always get the Angels, so you know you never get two start weeks. They go six mm-hmm. starters. It's hard to get a lot of starts. But as a as your eighth or ninth starter, eighth or ninth pitcher on a 15 team, or I think Silsa is going to be worth worthwhile the final stretch of the year. Angels have two guys that were drafted in 2021, which is two years ago in their starting rotation and Reed Detmers and Chase Hillstuff. Yep. I, I, I think in both cases, the, I didn't interrupt. is that the year they drafted all pitchers? Yeah. And I, that's I, wild. It is. It, it's super wild. And I, I think we got to remember that when we're trying to like, Oh, I, this is the, this is a Silseth again. We'll write this guy off. Well, come on. He was drafted two years ago, two years ago, two years and a week ago, this guy was an amateur think about that and he's in the majors now which we know the gradation jump is as big as ever we got to be able to slow our roll and say you know like i saw someone on twitter of course which was my first mistake saying (laughs) it's clear ellie de la cruz can't hit lefties stop letting him hit against lefty oh really how many at bats has he had you've got this you know generational prospect who by the way did hit lefties in the minors who is 21 and you're gonna already decide i've seen enough (laughs) yeah Come on. That's yeah. That's uh, there's a lot of uh, you know, that's the internet and social media. There's a lot of uh, stuff to, to jump the gun there. Uh, Paul Spore, I'm glad you're in on self too. That makes me feel even a little better about it. But uh, I really yeah. like that one. He was uh, kind of after the, the closers. So we'll talk a little bit. He was he was one of my top guys in there. How do you feel about uh, Luis Medina in Oakland? Really good to start this week. Uh, I looked at him. You and I talked about him a little bit last week. You know, kind of the guys like oh they have two starts a week, but we want to throw him. Uh, pitched well today against uh, against the Astros. Uh, five innings, one earned run, six strikeouts. Similar line against Boston this week, five and two-thirds. He's been the first A's pitcher. I guess J.P. Sears has moments, but Medina's actually looked like a major leaguer out there. His last couple starts, he had nine strikeouts against the Boston in uh, his two starts before that. He's been really good three starts in a row. I think this is a guy that if you can maybe uh, stream him for some home starts. Uh, I think they have, they're out of Colorado this week, so I'm not throwing that one. But they have, you know, they next have five week, games, so yeah, you yeah. can Next week, be home against the Giants. I would throw that one. I think that Medina could be someone that uh, is going to be usable in 15 teamers. Dare he? Dare I say he could be funky and a little bit cold? Yes, he could. Um, you know, you know, the problem though with any A starter that you go get is that you have oh, yeah. three categories for sure because you're not getting any wins. You're not getting any wins. You're, you're not getting any defensive support. Sneakily bad defensive team. Um, and just awful why, bullpen. Why, why sneakily? They're, they're bad at everything. Yeah, I mean, just because I mean, there's so much focus on everything else, right? That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, J.P. Just, Steers has a 4-2 area and a 1.05 whip, has made 20 starts, and has one win. Yeah, uh, so... That's, it, it, almost, that's impossible. It's kind of like, what's the point? That's yeah. that's where I'm at. That's, that's what I'm getting at. And then you get a Colorado start now, so it's fine. I forgot to mention, I did pick up one other pitcher. What if I told you I, I got a guy that struck out the 10 Braves this past week? I'm sure I remember who that was. Adrian Hauser struck out 10 Braves on Saturday. Oh, that's he's not really. Yeah, that's not. I would not have. That would take him a while to get there on that one. 
Yeah, and he also gets the Braves in Atlanta this weekend. I don't like that. I'm probably not going to use him. But uh, for two bucks and a spot in that rotation, Wade Miley's hurt again. Why not? Good. Te- this is the opposite issue. Good team. Wow. Yeah. You know, good bullpen. Yeah, I, I, I'm interested in that. Last four starts for Hauser: two earned runs, one earned run, three earned run, three earned run. Pretty good stretch of starts. You're you're jumping into there. Yeah, he is the. I think he's like the definition of league average and league average is just fine when you're looking yeah. at in, in deep leagues and you're looking at the waiver wire okay i'll take that i mean you have to hold your nose sometimes you're like it's eight, you know oh it's adrian hauser this has been litigated i've done it before but sometimes you can find some value in guys like that some of the chat asked when we thought the mets are gonna make ronnie mauricio i'm actually surprised he hasn't come up yet but um i would assume he comes up worst case next week after they trade everybody if they do trade everybody right so that's another whole nother issue, but um, I mean, they just lost another series in Boston. It was desultory and all that. I I think if you're the Mets though, I mean, you're, you're trying to think you're thinking about competing next year. You're not thinking about yeah. starting over. So I think it's a little different than some of these other teams. I think don't this you, is, don't you give one of your play. young, don't you give one of your young studs two months of the bats then if you're trying to compete next year, you do. So you maybe you trade Tommy fam again, and he's always been traded. I mean, it's kind of like, rent please don't buy uh if you're tommy fam but uh you be careful tommy fam will come kick your butt no i've i'm, I'm trying to be empathetic actually for him. he's actually he's actually been pretty good he has been very good he got a little bit he's playing hurt right now yeah um, he's got the groin i i think he would actually welcome a trade to a contender i think he would uh i think he would kind of thrive in that environment i saw someone pro- uh, again twitter uh propose ces for Car- uh, carlos carrasco and i just had a good little chuckle over that you, um, after after you blocked and muted the person yeah, just reported. Oh, wait, in this area, doesn't, yeah, yeah. I'll send them to X. Oh, wait, he already is there. Um, but at but. some point, you can't, you can't give Daniel Vogel back at bats if you're not competing this year. Oh, like, agreed. I agree. He's hitting 224 with six bombs. It's just, it's hard to watch. He's getting booed on there at bats. It's just the poor guy. Like you just, it, if they trade people and they tank, I think they have to bring up Mauricio, give him two months of at bats to see what you have. I just think they, then you get Vientos at bats too. Yeah, they, and, and, and real at bats, not yeah. this. Oh, we're gonna play you against lefties sometimes at the bottom. Yeah, of the order. He, that was so absurd. When he came up. He played like two of five games. It was it was it was horrible. I just I think you trade. I think what you say, you trade fam, you DFA Volgabach, you play Vientos and Mauricio for two months. I think you you figure out what you have for next year. But they could also be bold and go in trade add two at the same time they could they could trade for otani in a, a weird sort of way and just start saying hey next year we're back in as a competitor you know it, this is one of those weird years in hell for them you know it's just like the town ta- you look at the players on the roster it should be better right there's there's no way that otani gets traded and signs with somebody before free agency right there's no way that i don't know who his agent is but there's no way they're letting him not get the free agency correct Oh, he's getting the free agency for sure. But it's, not, it's not like he's going to be like, we're trading the Yankees, the Yankees sign him for 10 years and no, seven, 700 million. Fair point. But at the same time, introducing the team culture, all that, like trying to. I, say, I think that matters. Like if, you, if someone falls in love with the city and the fans and get, gets an independent race, like a lot of these teams that don't think they have a good chance to sign up time, they trade for them. You, you never know what you could do in two months. If you, you know, if you win the World Series, if you make the deal, make a deep run. It's a lot of different factors in there. Yeah, and teams that I mean, also just teams that you know believe drink their own Kool Aid. Think, hey, you got to see our clubhouse clubhouse culture, like the Dodgers. Yeah. You know, I, I could see them doing that. You mentioned I mentioned the Mets. Any any Jose Quintana love on the on the Fab waiver wire for you this week? I saw him go for a big amount in one of my my NL only home league, and uh, I, I guess NL only. Yeah, 
I was flummoxed by that uh, because he's Jose Quintana. He had a nice little stretch last year, but yeah, he was good last year. Yeah, uh, I don't he also think had a six and a half ERA the year before too. Yeah. I was uh, I was not really in on if you wanted to stream him and kind of find some starts. I could see it. Any of the uh, any of the kind of fringy two start pitchers you went on this week? Uh, last week we talked about Medina. That one worked. We think we talked about Jordan Lyles. That one didn't work as well. He pitched well the first start, but uh, Michael Grove in LA, who's been added and dropped more than any player in the NFBC main event uh, so far this year. It's an insane. It's actually that's actually a true statement. It's a, it's a it's a wild stat. Uh, Brandon Belak in Houston, but he's facing Texas and Tampa Bay this week. Uh, Ryan Yarborough, Patrick Corbin, anybody that you were like, yeah, I'm in for uh, I'm in for the two starts. I think for anybody of me is maybe Michael Grove. There's been a few flashes, but um, most of these guys I was pretty far out on. Shu uh, and I always collaborate on the fab, and he he added Belak to our list of pitchers, and I kept on moving him lower in the list. Uh, <laughs> and I understand two starts are nice, and I see why he did it. Yeah, and it's two starts for the Astros, but yeah, Texas. No, no, uh, no, Seager. I get it. And Tampa Bay struggling, but that still is a. Uh, I think I disparaged not... Random Royal last week, and you know, for the first of the two starts, maybe it was Yarbrough, maybe it was no, or, or I think it, it was either. Been... It was either Yarbrough or Lyles. I forget Lyles, or maybe both. And I just said, no way, no how, I couldn't do yeah. it. And Lyles actually got a win. Yeah, he pitched really well on Monday, and then the Yankees uh, hit him pretty well today. Or no, he didn't get a win this week. He he pitched well though against the uh, Guardians. Well. Yeah, he pitched really well. Um, what about uh, what about relievers? We talked. Uh, we kind of mentioned a little bit earlier on Kevin Ginkle. He got two saves this week for the Diamondbacks. Uh, we mentioned our friend Scott McGuff has been struggling. Uh, Ginkle's actually been pretty good this year. Two three nine ERA, a WHIP under one. I was surprised how good he's been all year. When I went to look, I'm like, ah, am I gonna am I gonna look and pick this guy up if his you know ratios are ugly? But it's, they've been good. And then uh, the strikeout rate's not great for a closer, but 23%. The walk rate's down. Walk, rate's, walk has been a problem. This is a guy that was going to be like their closer of the future a couple years ago. We thought it was like and when Kevin Gill comes up, he's the guy. Couldn't stop walking, guys. Um, I was in on Ginkle this this week. I think the Arizona may trade for a closer, so I was not too far in. But I was in for uh, maybe get a week. Maybe they trade for a setup guy instead. Um, but uh, I was in a little bit on Ginkle this week. I think Troy Lovello is like the true – Bullpen by committee king. I mean, I think because uh, Gabe, Gabe Kapler is not anymore. By the way, no, he's he's long gone. So, and, so is Be- and by the way, so is David time. Bell too. Yeah, uh, it's been Diaz every time too. Yeah, so I, I mean, I think now you're looking at like cash and service, but even like those two kind of have set their bullpen rotations a little bit more solidly now. Ali Marmol is coming on the, up on the outside yeah. as a guy that you can't trust, but a little. A little, uh, a little uh, Rocco Baldelli, although he's been pretty, he's been kind of mostly Duran too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but Lavello, I mean, he's notorious for not declaring who it's going to be. I mean, he had the one year where he used, uh, God, who is it? Um, Mark Melanson. Yes. Thank you. Archie uh, Bradley. Archie Bradley, though, he never committed was, to. I was, I was, before, was that before Lavello or was that, was that Lavello too? Like uh, Bradley, they just. Every year we thought it was going to be Bradley, and it just never was. Yeah. Well, now Bradley doesn't have a team. So, yeah. Hey. Um, so, yeah, I was, were you, I, I was in on that. I just, I mean, I'm looking for saves. I was, I was in for single digits, but I did get him in one of my, one of my main events. I was uh, in for single digits and didn't get him. What do you feel about uh, Miami? Uh, AJ Puck uh, blew another save today. It's been a struggle recently for him. 
was pitching really well and just kind of hit a wall right now. The stuff looked good today. I watched that game and Randall Gritchick, the, the bat he had a home run was just an exceptional bat. He had, it was three, two. He laid off a nasty pitch on two, two. I have no idea how he laid off. And then mm-hmm. Puck hung a slider and he hit it nine miles. But um, Tanner Scott's been good there. And Tanner Scott actually pitched the ninth and Puck pitched the eighth on Saturday. Um, do you think we see a change in the guard here? They've said they're sticking with Puck at that was before today though. Another team that might trade for a guy, but uh, were you not anybody in Miami here? I think Tanner Scott is their best reliever right now. Um, and no, I'm not in on him. Uh, maybe I should be, but again, I, I don't really trust skip all that much either. I mean, the fact is he is asking for uh, votes of confidence. Scott, they, he, they use him a lot too. I feel like they do, but uh, I think, uh, I think he gets the next same opportunity. Yeah. I think you might, he might. Um, 30, 38% strikeout rate. Scott gave up a run and got the loss the other day though, too. He did. It's funny because Puck pitched the eighth in that game, pitched well, and then Scott gave up the run and lost. And then today, Scott pitched the eighth, pitched really well, and then Puck gave up the run in the ninth. They can't quite get there. Again, they're kind of in the mix. They may trade for somebody, but uh, I think Scott gets the net save off, and I think that's that's worth bidding on at least a, a small amount. They did finally they, – they finally won an extras. They had an eight-game losing streak before tonight, today. So. It, was, it, was, it was rough. They may – I say they may trade for somebody. They may not be in the mix either. What are they – Oh, they're only a half game out of third spot. Yeah, they're still in the mix. They're solidly in the mix, but they shut down their best starting pitcher. So, you know, what do I know? Boy, well, have you got? Boy, has that not worked out very well? Have you cut Yuri Perez yet? Uh, I do not have Yuri Perez, but I would cut him. Okay, I do. Every have him every quote I read is like, oh, maybe he'll help us out later, and just like, I don't know, is he going to come out of the bullpen and help you out? I mean, he's not going to be stretched out. He's not. Even, he's not even pitching, right? I don't know. I don't uh, think he's actually pitching in the minors right now. I think you're correct. A minor league game log, nothing. Yeah. So what? What in fresh hell? I mean, I have no way. I, I I don't get it. I I don't. I just don't get it. I I understand that they had to figure out a way to figure out the innings. We talked about that when we picked him up. It's just like he threw seventy seven. Oh, he's a cut year. now. Yeah. If he's not even pitching completely, I think he's a cut. I think he's a full cut. I think. I mean, what are they like messing around? Maybe he's pitching in their, their spring spring training complex on the side, but. That'd be my guess. And my, if you're asking just my feel on it, I think that if they're in the mix, he comes out and pitches like three inning spurts in September. So I annoying. I, I think it's stupid. I think it's annoying. And I don't think it makes sense, especially when you're in the mix. But if Derek Jeter see... were alive still, he wouldn't let that happen. <laughs> Jeter's the man. Um, but not it's for just the Marlins. So weird. Yeah. Not for the Marlins. Um, I do, but do you see any way where he just comes back and he's throwing seven innings? I just I, I don't see how that's possible. How long is it going to take him to ramp back up? And no, he right? never he barely ever threw seven innings. Okay, either, but so. I mean a full like start. Like I just don't see it. It seems really weird that like you're going to set him down for a month and a half, and then his other going to go into major league action throwing ninety eight. And I just I don't get it. Yeah, and, and yeah, I think, and, they, I think they messed as it up Paul so was bad. saying in the chat too, it does, it's not proven to work. I mean, Steven Strasburg is on line three yelling right now um, yep. about this. So just stop. I, just, I mean, I'm not I'm not throwing him for 125 pitches a game or anything, but no. like I don't you could manage it. You could skip starts here and there, but to just fully shut him down, it just I I, I mean unless I hated skip, it. Unless get they don't trust Skip Schumacher to not be Augie Garrido. I mean, just let him <laughs> and, and throw like a billion pitches. I, I think you're fine. An, an uh, Augie Garrido reference. I didn't I didn't have that coming up. That's impressive. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I was just trying to think of arm shredding in college. Uh, you could you know. have gone Dusty Baker, but you went all the way to Augie Garrido. I liked it. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, I, I, it's the youth angle there. <laughs> uh, are there. Speaking of relievers, it seems like we're at a point. Uh, the, the trade deadline's next Tuesday. 
um, I felt like this is a week. Like if maybe if you wanted to try and slide through a setup guy who think that you think that the clothes are going to get traded, this was the week to do it. Um, I like, I like, like Carlos Hernandez in Kansas city. I think they mm-hmm. trade uh, Barlow, uh, Jason Foley in Detroit. It's kind of interesting. If they trade, uh, they trade Lang, although they might trade Foley also, uh, Gregory Santos in Chicago's pitch really well. If they trade Graveman and, and Hendricks has not come back is kind of an interesting uh, piece there too. Were you like doing anything? One. Are you doing anything with any kind of these guys? Uh, someone in the chat mentioned Joel Pye. I was talking about him last week, but Milwaukee's not trading Devin Williams, so he's going to be – he's a really good pitcher, but he's going to be a setup guy. Um, I always looked at Foley, Hernandez, and Santos. Were any other guys you looked at? I think this is the, this is the week to do it. I think it is too. Um, how about Giovanni is, Gallegos? I, I, that's an interesting one because they're going to trade Hicks. Uh, they might trade Gallegos too, but I, I actually held Gallegos in the main just for that reason. I have him, and I would have cut him, but I'm holding on because I think he might – you know, he could end up being the closer. We haven't heard anything about Helsley coming back. Uh, if they trade Hicks, I think the Gallegos kind of just ends up the guy. This is a good one. Timothy Tunks, Robert Suarez. Getting the eighth now for the pod, people. Uh, if Hater is on the on the market, and that's looking more plausible. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I think that the, the Padres, they're a weird case. Okay, they're six games what are they? Six out of the out wild of the card. Third wild card, okay. They're plus 52 in run differential. Um, they, they're, they're five and five. They had the weekend from hell against the Eagle. I mean, the Eagles, uh, the <laughs> Phillies. Gee, many Christmas. Dude. Really? You got to bring up the Eagles. Losing the NFC Championship game wasn't bad enough. Now you got to yeah, drop know, them in the right? middle of July on me. Jeez. But they had those gut punch losses in Philly where they won yeah. the first game of the series. Lot got swept in a doubleheader in just like ugly fashion. Then even Sunday was even weirder. I mean, it was just like. Ugh, stick it to them lost today to the tigers they needed to kind of sweep that i feel like but because the division's now pretty much out of the out of reach i feel like for them but do you the here, here, i want to ask you this do you think they finish ahead of the diamondbacks and the giants by the end of the year um uh, i would take the padres to beat both of them by the end of the year both is a tough sell I think um, I think the Padres are both of them right they kind of need to do that though to make the playoffs they ha- right? they, they're gonna have to jump both of them to make the playoffs yes yeah. Um, so maybe because they're gonna have to play really well, and they're gonna have, have to have other teams not play very well too. It's gonna be yeah. have to be a combo. They're, they're behind so many teams. I didn't know Hater's a free agent. I, you're that's a good, really good call right there. This is last year signed with the Padres. Yeah, and here, you know, and, the, and going back to your point about Giants and uh, the Diamondbacks, here's the Gi- Diamondbacks rotation right now: Zach Allen. Yep. Okay, there, there's others. Tommy Henry, Ryan Nelson, Brandon fought. And then they did a, uh, a bullpen start today against the Reds. They, 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 need, they need Merrill Kelly back badly. They, they need Merrill Kelly and friends. They need more yeah. than that. Uh, second rehab start uh, was supposed to be Thursday, but it was at their, uh, air, the, their Arizona Rookie League level, the Complex League. Come on. Um, yeah, I, I don't think – and I got to see, like – you know what? What's he? Yeah, I think he's, I I think he's, think he's pitching. I think registered. he's pitching this week. I think he's pitching this week against the Cardinals. Man, I, I hope that's I hope that's good enough. But I mean, I think they're in a really tough spot right now. Uh, maybe they'll trade for one of those Cardinals pitchers and they'll just switch uh, dugouts and then switch team. You know, start the next day. They can do something like that because they they need help immediately. They do. It's just so tough. You're like you're just looking at the Dodgers. You're like, can we beat these guys even if we make a trade? And you just hate to give something up if you. But you, in the mid, they're in the mix of the wild card. They're young. I, it's I don't know if, how aggressive I'd be if that were them. I might. Uh, but they need they need pitching if they're gonna they're gonna hang in this at all. I mean, the thing. Look at the Dodgers though. I mean, the Dodgers are playing well right now. They're one out of ten. They lost today. Emmett Sheehan got knocked around. Look at that starting rotation though. It yeah, is a mess. They're adding someone for sure. Yeah, and you know they're adding somebody. Yeah, you know no the, the Braves are probably going to add somebody. Um, 
you know, they did uh, add to the, uh, like, I mean, they, they nominal, I mean, they have Yanni Chirinos now somehow. Um, they, they used, uh, who do they use today? Uh, the, the guy making his debut, Winans. Um, yes. And then they sent him Winans? down. Yeah, they did send him down. I thought Winans was on the Braves. I did say Braves. Oh, you just said Braves. Okay. I, think, I thought I misheard you. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was Winans. Alan Winans. Alan Winans. And then he got sent back down, I think. He was 27, by the way. Huh. Yeah. But they're going to get freed back at some point in time, too. Yeah. Yeah, Pretty so soon here. I mean, I don't think it's very long. Yeah. But like they keep on losing people. Like Colby Allard was a pickup for a while. Now he's on the 60 day. Yeah. So that that's where they're at right now. But and the fact is, Yanni Chirinos is their number four starter currently. They need they need other help. Yeah. I think Freed probably going to be one more rehab start and probably pitch next week. I mean, they, they have a really good playoff rotation you go strider freed and morton but you're right their depth right now is really really skinny and elder price elder for a playoff start yeah, either yeah i don't i don't i don't know that either he's really good early and then it's uh there's been some some blips there too a lot of sevens uh anything with the uh, the mets bullpen if they trade i mean if they start trading they gotta trade robertson out of right yeah for sure like I if, mean, you're, those, gonna, if are... you're gonna do it those are the ones you gotta trade the relievers you know, the funny thing, though, is like their bullpen has been disastrous this year. Those are the only two good relievers, basically. Uh, they lo- I mean, After losing Diaz, like everybody moved up a step in the chain and they've had some bad luck. I take that back. Brooks Raley has actually been pretty good, but he's 35. He should they should trade him, too. Um, yeah, I, I was going to say, I look at Drew Smith, but he's 29 and his ERA is four and a half. So he doesn't work either. You're right. It's one, four, four. I mean, that's even worse. That's like the only way it works is if maybe they trade just Robertson and Adovino. But like I he got traded out of they're both 38. You got to trade those guys for whatever you can get for them right now. If for you're sure. not, if you're not contending this year, you're tanking. You got to do that. Agreed. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be wild. The, the crazy thing is the deadlines on Tuesday, which means all these guys are going to have in lineups are going to get traded and clothes are going to get moved out. We're going to have guys locked in the lineup. It's going to be uh it's going to be a tough week for trying to set lineups because trying to figure out, you can't, yeah. you can't sit somebody like, Oh, they might trade this person. Like, and that doesn't happen. You're sitting there, you know, with their closer on the bench, but it's going to be uh, I hope it's fun. I like when trade deadlines are pretty active. Agreed. We've kind of hit everything. I had some players to talk about. We've kind of gone long here. And one guy I want to talk about before we jump out of here, uh, Dalton Varsho in Toronto um, is a weird guy to figure out fantasy wise. Cause his catcher eligible this year, not anymore after this. And that's going to affect his value, but 12 home runs, 12 stolen bases, but he's hitting 214 right now. Uh, hard hit rate is just okay. Barrel rate's gone down 3%. He's hit 159 the last month. Um, what, how far is he going to fall next year without catcher eligibility? Is this going to be like just another outfielder, right? Yeah, he's nothing. I mean, complete destroying of his, his keeper value. Uh, yeah. yeah, he, I mean, weird year in Toronto, by the way. Alejandro Kirk has just evaporated as well. He's just done nothing. Like every time I look, I'm like, oh, Kirk did nothing. It's just, I know he actually did something the other He had a home run two days ago or whatever it was, but I mean, he's just done nothing all year long. Yeah it's really, really, really frustrating. And it would be if I had him, but uh, I, I think the only place I have him is league. I don't care about it. It's the gladiator team where I have like one active pitcher. That's not dead yet. <laughs> that's the problem with those legs. Like no bench, no fab. Like it's just who, who stays healthy. But um, last thing, Spore, Spore is a little higher on him, by the way. Uh, he jumped in and said about Varsha All right. buying very hard on him. 2020 can easily fix the average. Uh, easy buy low. Okay. What let's define that then uh, a little bit. So when we say buy low for a guy that we think that could be 2020, I mean, yeah, of course it will take that plays in any position, but he was, uh, he was like a fourth rounder this year and probably next year is just outfield only. He's like a 12th rounder. 
I was going to say 10th, so okay. and a 15-teamer, so I guess we're kind of, yeah, 150 to 200. I could see it. I could see it too. I mean, but it's, he's never hit over 250. Um, you know, I know the BABIP's not good this year, but it's never been great. But you're right. If he goes 2020, I mean, there's a lot of value. And we, we, there's a lot of guys we want at 2020 that are, we can help out. Obviously, he's got to keep running. I think that's one thing yes. we got to stipulate to. And, and yeah. if there, if we see like any degradation in sprint speed, uh, if we see any of that, then I think we, we should be a little bit more concerned. Um, you would think, though, moving a guy out from behind the plate would help, but it hasn't. Yeah, it's uh, he's a good outfielder too. He's good defensively, and he's on in a really good lineup. But um, you know who's really awesome though is Felix Bautista. Point um, mm. four three ERA last eight appearances. ERA is under one for the year. Have you looked at his K rate at all lately? It's like a thousand percent. It's over fifty percent now. Yeah, that's awesome. And that was by the way that was before today, and he, he had three strikeouts today. So definitely did not go down today. Um, this dude's been unbelievable. Uh, whip is Whip is point eight three. ERA is point nine four. This is just an insane season. Yeah, it is. It, it really is. They they traded. Remember how they traded Jorge Lopez to create room for him? Well, not to create room for him, but you know. Yeah. That, was, that we're like this is a team that's kind of competitive. How are you trade away Jorge Jorge Lopez? They got Cano back in the deal, so they basically replaced him with his you know a younger, cheaper replacement that's just, just as good. Um, and then Bautista stepped in and just turned yeah, on another level. Been- Every time I know he's been good. Obviously, I know Baltimore's really good. Every time I look, I just can't believe he has a fifty point five percent strikeout rate. That is that's crazy. I can't believe they're uh, just in first place now after such an amazing start by well, the Rays. The Rays were like what twenty nine and six or something, something in there, right? Like it was an insane first month and a half. Yeah, yeah. And just like that, it, that uh, the AL East is going to be a lot of fun down the stretch here. It's going to be really a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's kind of it. I'm looking at some of the entry news here. I think we kind of hit all of it. We mentioned Corey Seager. We talked about Evaldi. Uh, Gabriel Moreno went to the IL. That's going to affect. The, I actually had him in one league and just dropped him and just left em- elbow inflammation. It's not been a good year for Moreno, his first year in Arizona. We talked about JD Martinez. Trevor Story started his rehab on Friday. Um, do you expect him to uh, be fantasy viable for us here at some point this year? We're dis- uh, discussing that with Shu in his home league, his keeper league. You know what sort of if if he bounces back and performs well over the last six weeks of the season, for instance, um, is he like a fifth rounder next year in a twelver? I mean, that's where it kind of was before. I think it's a, a free chance at upside, and you should absolutely be taking a look at him if you can. Yeah, I mean, he was what? He was 16 home runs, 13 stolen bases, and like a little more than half a season last year. Um, mm-hmm. He only hit 240, but yeah, I think that uh, feels about about right. Yeah. Um, is he signed? He's he signed long-term with the Red Sox. Yeah, he signed up. Yeah. yeah. By the way, point in the, the draft room uh, that we got a day game tomorrow, so just a heads oh, up on that. How, how early? Uh, early enough, one ten Eastern, ten AM oh. Best Coast. Uh, so Giants, uh, Giants at the Tigers. I think this is like a makeup of a rainout. Stripling it's and Scooble. Be. Yeah, it has yeah. to be because they didn't play this weekend. So yeah, Stripling and Scooble. Well, yeah, well, Giant, well. Giants must love that. You get swept by Washington. You got to stop in Detroit on your way home. Oof. Yeah, that's and, a t- and, that's and a you have to start road. Stripling too. Uh, that that's the other thing. He's been out. He'll be all right. Although, Terrible. although you get, I thought he was good his last couple of starts. Uh, quality start against the Reds, yeah, I guess. Uh, six in six innings, yeah, the other three ones really short, short innings, otherwise. He hasn't allowed a walk in his last three outings, though, and and four out of his last five. So, there, there's something, but he doesn't ever go deep, too, though. I mean, he, that he went six last time was actually a miracle. They get uh, they get a two game, uh, two game bye after that against the after the Tiger series because they're home against the A's after that, though. <laughs> 
Not like the two game actual buy that some teams have had this year. It's true. It's just a that's a two game uh, two game essential buy. But uh, yeah. last guy, Brandon Woodruff, three inning rehab outing on Saturday. If you've held him, he's finally kind of making his way back. Could be an interesting guy for the last six weeks of the season too. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I do need him in one of my mains, and so I can make that heroic climb to seventh place. Last question in the chat. Someone asked Matt Manning or Scooball. I would go Scooball for sure. I do not believe in Matt Manning myself. Um, anyway, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, Jeff, anything else on your mind? Anything else you want to discuss? Nope. Uh, just excited for another week of ball. Go Reds. Uh, Absolutely. Lose five in a row, win five in a row. Okay. Hey, All right. when, whenever your team is like 23, that's going to happen. Yeah, that's it's true. Uh, big Another big week where they get, they're probably going to get ho- hammered by the uh, – this is actually a really bad week for the Reds at Milwaukee at the Dodgers. So we'll see. I mean, bad schedule that, that is. We'll see if, at, if we can go five hundred on that. At Milwaukee is going to be fun, but like you mentioned, they get uh, they get Burns and Peralta. That's going to be got to better win Monday. Yeah, uh, Dodgers. They are they do get Miller, Sheehan, Grove. So that's at least plausible. That's workable. Yeah. Um, and then four games at the Cubs after that in the midst of the trade deadline. Who knows who they'll be facing then. That's true. That's uh, that's very true. So I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, thanks everybody in the chat. It was really active tonight, so we appreciate that. Obviously, we can't we read it all. We can't get to everything, but we do appreciate all the commentary and chat there. Uh, very nice to see and very nice to read. Uh, if you want to follow Jeff on Twitter, he's at Jeff underscore Erickson. I am at Scott Jenstead. Other than that, I'll be back, back at you next time. Hope everybody has a really good week, a good fantasy week. Hope you start your move up the standings. It's about that time to do so. So everybody have a good week. Take care. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.